Welcome to Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and I've been blessed enough in my life to meet individuals who've been able to leave me clues on my journey to success. The goal of this show is to bring you the experience of those who have achieved great things and allow you to be a fly in the wall, soaking up clues for your own journey to success. I have a very special guest for everyone. Um, none other than my man Marlon Jackson from the University of Michigan. We all know him um, from his time with the Indianapolis Colts. Probably made one of the most pivotal plays in Colts history with yep. the interception. Um, so uh, shout out to you. I was on the field that play, so I saw that. Um, we're going to talk about his social entrepreneurship. Marlon's a guy who reinvented himself and transitioned from the league. Um, and really, after his six-year career, really found the way, not only um, taking care of himself, but impacting the lives of others. So um, thanks for being on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me, G. I appreciate you reaching out and getting me on here, man. Awesome, awesome. So uh, last week was the was the combine, um, and some uh, what is that, man? Two thousand and five. So I mean, thirteen years ago. <laughs> thirteen. You say that years thirteen ago. years flew by. You you flew was by. Da- you was downtown um, with, with the rest of the uh, new NFL recruits um, at the combine. So so how was your experience at the combine? Um, it, it was a, it was a good experience um, as far as you know the overall process. You know with the interviews. Uh, the on the field activities, uh, the medical reports, the wonder league, all those different things. Um, you're, you're pulling a ton of different directions in a short period of time. So, you know, you really are, are focused and you want to make an impact, uh, you know, because these, these, uh, NFL scouts, GMs, all these people, coaches, they've seen the tape of you, right. um, but they haven't actually got to sit down with you unless you've gone to the senior bowl or one of these other games. They haven't had the opportunity to sit down with you as an individual and get to know you. Um, and then even just to get to see the measurables as far as 40 yard dash bench press, um, three cone drill, all these different things where it's really, you know, it's the audition. Right. Right. So I, I have, a, um, I have a, something that I believe in and that every, NFL player, a former NFL player, um, remembers two things, and that's his birthday and his combine numbers. So, um, <laughs> I, I guess only if they were good. So, uh, so what were your combine numbers coming out that warrant you the number one pick in the, uh, the draft for the Indianapolis Colts? Um, my, my forty, my forty was 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 decent. I ran a four. I ran a four, four or five two. Okay, um, forty. Uh, I, I improved that at my my pro day, running a four four seven. Okay. Um, then my my bench press. Was twenty twenty three reps. Wow! Actually, I had to, I had to, I had the number one for for DBs, the number one spot for uh, for bench press. I can't, I don't remember my three cone and all those, but those okay. are the two that I that I really remember. My my vertical was thirty six inches. My broad jump was ten ten five. Yeah, I, I ran a four six as well. Uh, ten two broad. I think thirty six inch vert. Um, um, so my three cone where I really won was my three cone was really good. I was like a six nine, like seven. A change of direction. Yeah, change of direction, and 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 then really that's what the NFL is all about: change of direction. And the Colts. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were about. Right, cover two, yep. um, quick, fast. Um, quick story out there that I remember first time training camp with Marlon Jackson. Obviously, we know how special he was being an All American coming from um, Michigan University. Um, but we had this uh, drill in the summertime 
whereas uh, we're going against head to head against another team. I think it was about 10 of us training before. And it was like this relay race. And um, so our team uh, was behind by like one man, like a total man's length. We were smart, you, probably, <laughs> you probably remember this. And then yeah. uh, Marlon, we touched Marlon. This man moved so fast through these cones, through these drills. <laughs> and not only made it up, but then won the competition. I'm like, man, he's going to be special out here. That's some quickness. That's, I had some quickness. Yeah, have yeah. A Man, it was it was amazing watching out there and just being on the field with you, man. That um, it's really impressive your bench press because what what, what weight did you play at? Uh, I played at about one ninety eight, two hundred pounds. Right. So uh, uh, so putting up those numbers are pretty very impressive in terms of a bench press. That's Michigan. That's what, that's what, what, right. what we did. We were on the bench press all the time, which, which actually caused us to suffer in some other areas. We needed to be working on sure. flexibility and explosion a little bit more and a little less bench press. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was impressive at that time. But that's one of those things I think that I may I would probably train my body a little bit differently, sure. knowing what I know now. Um, not being being a quarter cornerback, you don't necessarily need to be the that, best twenty times. <laughs> you don't you don't need to be that strong. <laughs> nah, no you need doubt. to be nimble. You need to be flexible. You need to be explosive. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's exactly right. Is um, it, it, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I look back at some of those things and. Um, for me, I always realized I was being an undersized player that um, my, my size, if I used it correctly, could be an asset, right? Mm-hmm. And and everyone talks about low pad level leverage, I, right? Le- leverage, <laughs> like I had that just by my by my genetic makeup, so that always helped me um, um, be successful out there on the field. So uh, very very excited about you, that. You had that neck up too. Yeah, that neck up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize they they look a lot about football and players and a big size, strong, fast. But it's intelligent. It's intelligence man's game, right? Extremely. That is people. People underestimate that. Fans underestimate the mental capacity that you have to have. Um, one to be able to process and deal with your emotions within the game, but two to be able to analyze and process things and take it from on a board in a book on a board watching it on film, then actually going on the field and applying it. It's, it's, it's going to be a difficult thing. It really is. And, and I think the players that really succeeded and had longer careers were the ones that could get better by watching film, yep. by looking at it in a book, and didn't have to have the wear and turn their body by mm-hmm. actually going through the motions. So um, that that was definitely a testament to over your career. You always was a guy who was smart, watched film, prepared themselves for the game. So, man, it was a um, – you know, it was fun playing out there with you, man. And then moving on to what we're doing now is just fun seeing because um, we run in parallel circles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think um, the public speaking aspect of it, yep. the community environment aspect of it, like, um, so where, where did you get your community, um, your drive for the community, man? Because every mm. time I look at Fight for Life Foundation, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you're going to share with us the website, but during another event, um, your program is now, in a, you said, five schools yep. looking to be in more schools, man. That's just awesome what you did. I'm just trying to figure out how you create that that lane for yourself. Um, well, I, I think it started in, in college. Um, I, I took a – it was psychology – I think it was a 300 level psychology class where it was mentoring um, in Southwest Detroit and um, taking that class and sitting down with students that were low income growing up in the community as, as I did. And when they met me for the first time and they only knew the perception of Marlon Jackson, which was a college football, all American, all of those things. But when they learned that I didn't know my father and that my mother was a drug addict, they looked at me like, no, you lying. 
Right. Uh, you you can't. You're you're at Michigan. You're you're all American. You can't come from this. And I'm like, no, I come from where you come from. I know where you. I know what you're going through. So just to see the impact that I can have and the relationships that I can build and the, the influence that I can have, it really sparked something inside of me. And at that point, I said that I wanted to start a, a nonprofit organization when I made it to the league. Um, and then just coming here to Indianapolis. It was a perfect platform, the perfect place. I think that was a part of our culture. Yeah. I think you can attest to that, that, you know, Coach Dungey always stressed the importance of us being engaged in the communities and the importance of us being role models. And a lot of the times and sitting in those meetings and some of the things he would say, um, it wasn't directly, indirectly listening to what he was saying. I hadn't heard those messages before. Um, so those things really started to resonate with me. And I... You know, I just went full throttle and said, you know, this is what I'm outside of playing sports and playing football. I have to give back, you know, because I'm, I'm hope for so many people that, you know, grow up like me, that look like me. And they don't believe that this is a, this is reality, that these opportunities can happen. And it's important that I go back and I show them that if you work hard, if you have the right relationships, if you take advantage of your opportunities, if you know who you are, and know where you want to go, you can do anything in life. Um, and it's just about showing people that and now inspiring and now developing models and businesses that will help people come to the same realization. Now, that's amazing, man. So kudos to you. So so your, your program, so you actually have a licensed program <laughs> that you put inside of, of schools. And it's real clever. I've seen it before. It's based on a football field. Yeah, it, and, then, and then they get yards based on their behavior yep, and other metrics. Yep. And they, they either go forward or backwards and score touchdowns. And then they get sacked. They get sacked or they get a first down. That, that's awesome, and man. It's like, it's, it's like life, you know? And it's all about your decisions. Yeah. Your, your decisions will dictate what options you have in, in life and what opportunities you can create. Um, and we're just creating a, a playing field or an arena through the program and the school environment for them to actually put those things into play. And as they go through the program and a yard is being tracked and they're earning incentives, they're, they're, they're learning that, okay, if I make the right decisions, if I do the right thing, I, things, I will advance forward. But not only just having that behavior management system, we're, we're, we're teaching um, responsibility, discipline, goal setting, it's actual lessons where we're, we're defining what it actually is. And then we're, we're analyzing it up against our own lives to see if this exists and then coming up with solutions that if it doesn't exist, this is how I can have it. Wow. Um, and at the same time, utilizing reading, writing and speaking and listening to learn how to communicate and to learn how to express themselves so they don't keep all these things bottled up and trapped inside inside of them. You know, I think you can attest to one thing. I had a, I had a little bit of a hot hot temper when when, when <laughs> a, I played, little bit, little bit. <laughs> and it, but it, it was because of like all the repressed emotions and sure. anger that I had inside, and I never had an outlet to express myself, and I never did, so I could just pop off and explode at, at different times, and I I didn't want that for other kids, and now that, that's the kind of the, the the why behind the program was to create an avenue for kids to be able to express themselves and what they're dealing with at home. Because I think so times we, we grew up in a silence, uh, a community of, of silence where we yeah. don't, we don't speak about uh, what's going on in the home, what we're experiencing. We just have to deal with it and keep on moving forward, but that's not a healthy way to live life. And it, and it leaves you uh, unable to cope with the stressors of life. Man, that's amazing. I think uh, one thing that really um, touched my life when I realized um, this quote that 
Um, you ask for help not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. And I think so many kids growing up in neighborhoods, and I, and I didn't, my parents were pretty well, we're a middle class, but I grew up across the street from the project. So mm-hmm. I saw I've, I've been, I've been there. I've been yeah, yeah, you've been in the house, <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then, you know, my family was involved in, in the legal activity and everything else. So I kind of grew up in, in a similar environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the thing is, like, a lot of the kids really are crying out for help. And they really don't have an outlet or anyone yep. that can that can hear that cry and that that can activate on it. So I think what you're doing is just bringing to the, the forefront that like, look, there's there's other opportunities yes. and other avenues for you to go down, and you don't have to do this just because that's all you know, mm-hmm. right? You could be creative, and one of the things that that you stand by is being a lifelong learner. And even at an early age, they can they can adapt and they can learn something new exactly. and, and and create a new environment for themselves. Yep, there's there's a lesson to be learned every every day. Yeah, you know, um, a, a loss ain't a loss. It's a it's a it's a lesson. Right. Uh, Jay Z said saying that. You know, um, it, it's it's extremely important that we we not get discouraged and, and give up, especially when you're coming from the bottom. You know, that's what you're going to encounter each and every day. You know, so. We have to develop them within them the ability to persevere um, because that's what they're going to experience every day. But when you can do that early on, it really makes you stronger uh, later on in life having those valuable lessons. Nah, for sure. Um, so interesting part. So, so growing up, um, it was you, it was your sister. Yeah. How many brothers did you have? One, 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 one brother. I probably have other brothers. But I, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know my dad. I never met him, but I know he was out there doing whatever he was doing and made some more kids. Right, right. So three of you guys growing up. So, um, oh, and an older sister as well. And an older sister. Okay, great. So four. So what, um, what, what drive did you have? Right, because you, you were one of these kids. Right, you were growing up. You probably did you have any positive role models in your life? Um, no, no. Right. No. So, so what, 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 what made you um, think that you could be different? Made you think that you can? And obviously, you you were playing and you were involved in a sport. But even through that sport, you you still had to have a different mentality in order to make it to yeah. where you to, to be recruited to Michigan, become an All American, have the career you had. Something inside of you had to tell you at an early age that. Something has to. Be it's crazy. Like I don't. That's why I believe. I believe in God. You know. Um, yeah. And His plan. His plan for our lives. And things are already ordained. It's already written. Um, we, we're just walking it out, and we're living it, and we're experiencing it on a day to day basis. So it was. It was. It was just in me where I was never content with that lifestyle. All right. Um, and I looked around me, and I took bits and pieces from people. Even my brother, you know, he he's he sold drugs. You know, he was, he was in, he was the leader of a, of a gang, um, all these things, but he was an exceptional football player. I didn't, I wasn't enamored with, you know, understanding that he sells drugs. I liked his toughness, but I, I was more enamored with the letter from Nebraska, uh, the letter from Notre Dame, the letter from Pitt, watching him do his thing on a Friday night. Right. That that gave me that spark. Like, man, that's what I that's nah. what I want. That's <laughs> I, big I want that, yeah. that's big brother. Yeah. He's doing his thing. He having fun out there. Like, man, I want that's what I that's what I want. I want to be like him in in that in that way. Right. Um, um and I didn't choose the other way, but I know that if I would have stayed with my mother, you know, um past the age of of, of eleven, twelve, I would have came to that crossroads, you know, where you don't have the clean clothes. You don't have the shoes. Uh, you want you want those things, 
and then my brother sold drugs, so it would have just been a matter of time where I would have had to be put on. Make a tough decision. And make make and make a tough decision. If I, I want those things, this is how we get those things. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Because people, you tell people how you grew up and what went on, they're like. I can't believe that you did such a thing. It's like, I, I didn't, I you don't, this what you know, you know what you know. <laughs> exactly. I didn't think that I would have these, you know, goals and aspirations that I have currently. For me, it was about survival and, and the people around me, this is how they survive. But I would say this, like for me, what, what, what really struck me as a youngin is, you know, there wasn't a lot of positive role models, but I think what made me want to be successful is I saw a lot of what I didn't want to be. It, I was man. I was just thinking. I was just. I was just thinking. Right. That. So you see so many bad examples. So many, you know, um, <clears throat> brothers and sisters and fathers and like parents. You be like, man, I can't be that. I can't yep. be that type of dad. I can't be that type of son. I can't be right. And so you you look think about all these things, and then it's just like, all right, well, what's the opposite of that, right? If yep. someone's out on the street hustling, what's the opposite of that? Well, getting educated, going to school. Mm-hmm. So that's what really drove me to be like, man, I, I don't know exactly what I want to be, but I know what I don't want to be. And that kind of led me to kind of, you know, finding and searching for success. I think that's, that's, you, you hit it right, you hit the nail right on the head. That's, that's what it is. Like, you know, I, I remember I, I can, I mean, I can still picture it in my mind now, just like, you know, the way our, our home, our house was like, you know, sleeping on the floor and not, not having a bed. You know, you know, you, you, you get that welfare, welfare check at the beginning of the first of the month and you already know, you know, the first week your mom's going to go grocery shopping. She's going to spend the rest on drugs. Then it's going to come to the second week and there ain't going to be nothing to eat and there ain't going to be nothing. So you already mentally prepare yourself for it. And then you like, I don't like this. Like yeah. this, this ain't, this ain't, this isn't fun. This ain't, this ain't what life's supposed to be about. Right. And even though you don't necessarily know anything different, you know, you want better you know you want more you know you don't want what you currently have yeah um and when i started standing that over my aunt's house i was like okay i think i yeah (laughs) i like i like like this she's making dinner (laughs) on sunday going to church i can have seconds like i got a bed (laughs) like nah no doubt man it just um but it's just how we grew up right and it's just like the environment that you're in and um and my, my mom always was, uh, she was ordained reverend, so she put food, but, but we were in that middle, lower middle class. So it was like, so just, so at some point, times was challenging. Yeah. Like, and, and now I get why I was just like growing up when I was like, mom, can I go to my friend's house? She was like, heck yeah. Like they're going to feed you at the time. Like, yeah, go and there. You, you look for those, those sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Time. Like now, nah, but you know, they, yeah. but, 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 you know, I think I really, I really think our parents did what they could with what they knew. Yeah. Right. Because they didn't have access to the internet. They didn't have access to all these great things that we have currently Man. that kind of changes our perspective. Right. And I yeah. think, um, if I go back and really think about my childhood, my parents, everyone else, I mean, I, I think we have a, a unfair advantage just because we have resources. And if you got the internet, mm-hmm. like, that's an unfair advantage. Yep. Right. So, so if your, if your child is sick or something's going on, there's a thing called Google where you can research anything, almost anything, anything. right? But back in the day, it was no Google, right? Yep. Your, your child was sick or he needed to go to sleep. They probably put some Paul Mason in your gun, right? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the case was. Yeah. Because it's just they did what they knew. So um, it's amazing for us, you know, looking at your life. And, and now you have three little ones. How do you focus like on your your future, your legacy? Like, what do you want to? What do you want people to say about Marlon Jackson? Oh, that that that's what that's what drives me uh, every every day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, it's I, I think impact, mm. um, impact and and influence. 
um, in, a, in a positive way on, on both of those things, you know, never forgetting where I came from um, and not becoming a component of the environment in which I came from, but, but turning things around and doing things differently and really finding myself and then finding myself reaching back and trying to help others find themselves. Wow. So leaving, leaving the world better than, than I found it, you know, in the world, the world in which I came from, um, because I really can't, I, I can't imagine doing anything else because I know what I know. Yeah. You know, I, I know that there are so many kids that are going to, that, that can end up a part of the cycle. That is a, we, we talked about it. It's a kind of a generational curse. Yeah. You know, you, you, if your family has not been exposed, you know, then you probably won't, won't be exposed to what it takes to, uh, move upwardly in, in society. Um, and that's what, I, you know, I'm trying to, to create is, is avenues of upward mobility because it's all attainable. Yeah. Um, but right now, a lot of times in our communities where we come from, we become a product of the system in a negative way. And the system capitalizes upon us where we, we grow up. Our parents uh, are un- uneducated. They're unemployed. We then end up on welfare and the kid. That's what you see on a day-to-day basis. Your mother didn't graduate from high school. Your father didn't graduate from high school. So why do I need school? Well, if you don't have school, you're going to end up unemployed and being unemployed. Well, how am I going to get, going to get money? How am I going to survive? Well, then it turns to desperation and desperation leads to crime and crime leads to incarceration. So we're like, I'm trying to intervene early on to influence the mind so that they see so they have an, another perspective or something to measure it up against. And they don't just see one way, but they see a couple of options in front yeah, of them of what they can be. I can remember uh, Coach Ciano at Rutgers. He would always say that um, if you don't have an education, you won't get to pick your job. Your job will pick you. <laughs> right. Yep. And that's so true to so many people. If you don't have an education, you don't get to pick your job. Right. And that's what we get. It doesn't even have to be a four year Degree. No, it, no. It, it could be junior. It could, it could community college, a it, trade school, yeah, it, something. It could be the library. The, you read and you research. You know, every you, you right, know, it could be anything. Put, putting filling up your mind. Yeah, for sure. And um, and I'm a firm believer. And um, it, it's crazy. My wife is here in the studio now. Uh, as we grow up with our kids, figuring out what's the best route for education. Right. Because there's so many so opportunities out there. Right. And, and when you look at colleges and the cost and you look at everything else. So it's really going to be interesting to figure out, you know, my oldest daughter is eight, soon to be nine. So in nine years, what would the landscape look like? And it's going to be different. So it, it's now with the computer technologies. Right. Does, is she that's, just that's what's next. Is she online and she could go anywhere she wants to and go to school. Can mm-hmm. she do a, this semester in Oxford, this semester at Harvard, this one at community college, this one at tech school. So it's just amazing the possibilities. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. So the goal is to set yourself up where you got options. I think that's where you're powerful. And um, I think the converse to what you're talking about was generational curses is generational wealth. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we're trying to flip it. So instead of having a family like, well, my mom didn't do this. My brother didn't go to school. My brother didn't go. So I'm, I'm trying to have it. And you're trying to have it. An anomaly like, well, you ain't go to school. Like you ain't do, like you ain't do something where, where you see successful families and their lineage, right? 
dad's a doctor, grandfather was a doctor, mm-hmm. mom's a doctor, right? My wife's a doctor, her mom was a doctor, her dad was a doctor, right? So chances are one of my children will probably be a doctor. Yep. Cause, right? Cause, that, that role model, that, that, that person to visualize, to see, as you can see on a day to day basis, it's a reality. Yeah. That it, it's not, it's not fictional. It's what you know, it's what you see. And that's the thing that we, that is lost, you know, in, in the ghetto a lot of the times. What, what you see on a day to day basis, you're, most times you're not seeing what it takes to succeed. In, in our society, you're right. actually seeing the opposite of how to end up, you know, a, a product of of your current environment and not taking advantage of the opportunities that are here in the world. But you're cut off from the right relationships that will connect you to the information that you need to see the options that may be in front of you. And that's what that, that's what the disconnect is right now. Our, our communities sometimes uh, most times we are disconnected from the avenues of opportunity within this world because of the lack of education mm. um, that exists within our community sometimes. And it's, and it's generational. It's been going on from generations, generations since slavery. Nah, that's awesome, man. So that's great what you're doing with the Fight for Life Foundation. Um, I remember um, we went to the uh, Hall of Fame games together, and you were talking to me about your your newfound interest in real estate, and, mm-hmm. and you started a new uh, career, right? So yep. um, how's that going? What's it called? Um, what, what are you currently doing? And that is taking up some of your time. So it's, it's two arms of it on the development side um, and it's developing for low to moderate uh, income families, um, Revive Property Group. And then on the other side is Revive Construction Group. We're developing with, with, with Revive Property Group and we're doing GC work with Revive Construction Group. Right now, we've, we acquired two lots uh, for Revive Property Group and we're looking uh, to connect to an investor to actually develop two duplexes on those lots this year. On the GC side with the Revive Construction Group, uh, we're in a, we, we've just submitted an RFP to Near North Development Corporation to build at least one home for them this year. So, you know, we, we're, we're starting off small so that we can prove ourselves, build a reputation. Um, but what we're trying to do is really revitalize and stabilize the community and families. You know, with our, with our rental units, we look to have a relationship with INHP. Mm. You know, they do home buyer education. They have a matching program. They have a, a class about understanding credit. So a part of our lease agreement is that you will have to be engaged in those INHP classes. And we will uh, acquire our renters from uh, building dream sites. So, so sites, schools that are using our building dreams program, that same demographic that, that, that student is, the parent is in the same demographic. That's our, our target renter for revived property group. So then I can influence that child at school, filling up their mind and I can influence them when they go home by providing a stable living environment. Wow. So that's, that's awesome. So that's going to be a total 360, um, coverage, right? Like yep. you said, not yep. only in school, but at home. Cause a lot of people don't really realize that, <clears throat> I mean, students, when you look at lower income families and you look at suburban families, right, the intellect is almost equal, right? What's separate is that support when they, home. Get, when they get to the home, Yep. right? So even if it was the same curriculum, right, that student on the east side, right, he has way more challenges than what they have on the north side. One what what is he gonna eat, or if he will eat? How we get to school? What the transportation mm-hmm. look like? 
um, what other obstacles they got to face when they go home. So um, kudos to you for going in this direction. And it's really a part of your mission and, your, and what it, you it got all, going on. It all, it all works together. I'm trying to create an ecosystem. Right. Um, I, call it, I call it an ecosystem of impact, mm. um, you know, where it, it's not just about one of these components. Because I feel like if, if you're going to have multiple business ventures, I think it's – is 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 smart and advantageous to to link them together where they yeah. play off where they play off one one another and that's that's a, that's simply their strategy. Um, I want to get involved with real estate for not just you know uh, the dollars the, yeah. the you know the, the the finance but really to make an impact because it is one of the most impactful <laughs> ways in which you can influence someone's lives is by providing stable quality living conditions which most times it's it's missing. Uh, in the urban community, and even with our relationship with our with our tenants, we're doing it totally different. We're going to have a a a home owners a home resource guide. So just understanding what's in the property, how do you maintain these items? What do you do if anything goes wrong? Because we want to have a relationship. You know, I'm talking about having a kind of a, a an email email blast, a text chain, where we're really communicating. Yeah. Where it's not just like you know, my experience with rent with renting, you know. No one ever, you know, um, taught my aunt about what was in our in, in our rental unit and how do you take care of it. It was just picking up a check, and I, and I don't necessarily want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm influencing the parent because I feel like that's the only way we can really stabilize the community is if we stabilize the people. Right. If we don't inform and inform and empower the people. Well, then they'll just get in the get in the unit and they won't take care of it. They won't have any ownership and they'll destroy our unit. But the strategy of actually having a relationship and informing and empowering them will create a mutual, uh, somewhat of mutual respect um, where they'll respect us for the, our approach, which in turn will allow them to take care of our property much better. Um, so we really want to prepare them for home ownership. So a home that we may build for near north development that's for sale. Someone that's occupying one of our revived rental units may end up purchase, purchasing one of those same homes from near North Development Corporation. Well, and that's awesome because then when they purchase the home, they have the resources and the skill set to take care of that. They, home. They've been prepared. They've been prepared for it. And that's so. It's really a, it's a niche development company, right? Like we 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 not we're not trying to you know, flip and do everything everyone else is doing. We want to work specifically with this demographic, and we want to build a base of fifty units um, when it comes to single family duplexes. But then we want to scale up, and we're thinking about four or five years scale up to start doing multi-family with light commercial. Right, right. <clears throat> we we have a saying in our restaurants. Um, at the stack pickles, we want to set people up for success. That's right. Right. And, and a lot of times, um, we ask ourselves, the question is always like, okay, when you're going into a shift, when you get there, what, what would you love for it to have? Right. What, what kind of information would you love mm -hmm. to be provided to you before you got there? And, and they all look in the head like, oh man, I'd love for this to happen. Love this to happen. Well, you have that opportunity to do that for your next, your coworker every single day every when you day. leave. Right? Teamwork. So, yeah, teamwork. So it's just it's amazing how teamwork and, and being intentional and, and setting people up for success, how that how that leads to, to ultimate success. And like you said, the whole ecosystem that you're creating. And if the parent is successful and they're renting a house, um, then the child has a much higher chance mm -hmm. of being successful because he, he's exposed to that. Exactly. And, and now he grew up in that type of environment. And that's, I think, the concept that we're talking about. I, I can't speak exactly for you, but I'm sure it, it influenced you. I mean, I, it came from sports. I didn't learn. Yeah. I didn't learn this at home and I didn't learn it in the, in the, in the streets. Uh, you know, being in athletics, um, you know, especially on, on the, the higher level, on collegiately and then professionally, 
you know, that's where I feel like, you know, a, a lot of my, I guess, ability with, with business, it come it comes from that. Even, you know, my creativity with, with programming and trying to design things, it, it's all rooted in what I experienced, you know, with the, with the Indianapolis Colts, with the University of Michigan, and even in high school. You know, I, I feel like it's all about culture and community and a oneness, and it comes from consistent, clear messaging and it being uh, applied consistently, repetitively, and rep and you know it's all about reps. Yeah, that's it. You, you do it over and over and over again. You study it, you know, you, you'll you'll get it. Nah, that that's amazing, man. So uh, that's that's great. So so currently, do you have a website for that endeavor? Like, how can people find you if they're interested? Uh, right, right now, our, our websites are being built for Revive Property Group and Revive Construction Group. Okay, um, but you can find Revive Property Group. We have a Facebook page just so we have something out there. Sure. Right now, it's at Revive Property Group on uh, at Facebook, um, and then Fight for Life. You can find us at fflf.org. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and how about the um the public speaking front? I know you do quite a bit of motivational speaking. Yep. I know I've seen you on on a, on a few keynotes. So 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 how, how how did you get into that? How, do you enjoy it? Like, what's kind of your message when you get an opportunity to go in front of people and uh, and have a keynote opportunity? I I I definitely I definitely enjoy it. I feel you know I feel blessed to kind of to uh, have those opportunities. All right. Um. And I, I look at it all, even my public speaking, which I, I kind of coined it now, Marlon J28. So I have a website for that as well, MarlonJ28.com. Um, and it's it's all tied to these other endeavors. Mm. Public speaking, and I say strategic um, com- uh, media relations, um, those are two platforms in which I share the message behind my why with these other businesses. Yeah, and my my goal is to draw in the crowd through corporations, um, universities, high schools, um, draw these people in, young professionals, and then explaining, sharing my vision about what I'm doing in all these other fronts, hoping with the with the hope and the goal being that someone in that crowd will be drawn to one of those one of those pools, one of those pot, one of those pots, and then I'll redirect them to fight for life or I'll red- redirect them to revive property group um, or I'll redirect them to PTS prepared to succeed, which is working with young professionals. Um, so, you know, it's opportunity uh, one to make money, but it's, 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 it's marketing and, it, and it's relations yeah. um, and it's connecting these people to the ideas and concepts of the businesses that I run behind, behind, uh, behind the, the door. Now that's awesome. Um, like you said, going back to that ecosystem, I think, and, and a lot of small businesses, uh, a lot of people, they're betting on you, right? They're betting on me. And, and what type of guy are you? What type of, what are you doing in the community? Like, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you passionate about? What's your why? And I think a lot of things that you're doing all tied together to make a bunch of sense. And it probably uh, keeps you really focused, right? I mean, everything is driven around your mission. So I'll help you kind of, you know, stay really grounded. It, it, it does. It, it, you know, um, and I, I know, I know you can attest to this because you you are extremely, extremely, extremely busy. You know, sometimes yeah, you you sacrifice mm. some some things, uh, and it's not always good. But you know, you you have your goals, your aspirations, and you have something that's speaking to your heart, telling you to to move and to continue to push forward. Um, and it really sometimes it can start to consume consume you because you 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 love it. Um, you see the growth. 
And I, I feel like there's nothing better than seeing growth yeah. and experiencing growth. Um, it, it's, I feel like it's a powerful thing. It, it, it breeds confidence, you know, to know that I can because I see where I started. Um, I had had thoughts. I had ideas. I put them down on paper. I formulated them. I organized them. I structured them. And then I went out and I acted. And those actions led all led to to growth. Um, and that's, you know, I, I love that. And I love it. And it helps keep pushing me forward even when. I experience, you know, a letdown, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been rejected by a bank, you know, trying to get a loan for revived property group, yeah. but it doesn't stop me. I'm just like, you know, that just wasn't the source. You know, it, there, there's something, there's an investor out here that is going to buy into what we're doing. We just haven't been connected to the right people. We're going about the right way. We're continuing to progress and go forward in the same respect with fight for life. You know, I, I get turned down for, you know, a $50,000 grant, but I keep on working. I keep on grinding. I refine. I, I learn my lesson from that grant submission and I come back and we get a $30,000 grant, you know, and, and it's, and it's about perseverance and it's about taking the lesson and not, not settling on what was wrong, but looking at what was right and being aware of what was wrong and moving forward. Now nah, that's, that's, that's amazing, man. I think uh, so many people, um, I feel like quit and they give up way too soon. Right. And I think there's always these quotes on, on Instagram, like uh, 99% of people work for the 1% of the people who didn't give up right on their dream mm -hmm. and aspirations. So, but, but it's tough, it right? Is. It's easier said than don't give up on your dream. Yep. You feel like, man, <laughs> my rent three months past <laughs> right, too. Right, right. Like I'm struggling doing this. I'm doing yeah. that. And so it, it's a tough um, position to kind of be in. So what, what kind of, what, what what is it that keeps you moving, right? When you hear those no's, when you when you face that adversity, mm -hmm. what is it that that helps you overcome it? My belief. Wow. Um, that, that, I feel like that's it. But do you do you believe? Yeah. And, and you can you can tell when someone someone believes by their their actions, what what they do, um, and how they persevere. For me, that's it. You know, I I believe in my calling. I believe in a higher power. And I feel like I'm just being I'm being directed and all I'm doing is listening to the instructions that are coming from God and I'm letting him direct me and lead me. So, you know, um, I was on TV. I, I watched watch Joel Osteen this Sunday and it was have a take a seat, you know, um, and that's that's the place where I've been where, you know what, you know, I, I trust the work that I've been putting in and what I've been doing and why I've been doing it. You know, I, I have to be calm um, and take a seat and, and let God continue to uh, move the pieces on the board. Not not saying taking a seat is not doing anything, yeah. but it's not worrying. It's, it's not having worry. It's not having doubt. It's being confident and continuing to push forward and not making any decisions or moves out of fear um, that I won't succeed. You know, because I think we should never make decisions based upon fear. Or, or doubt, you know, um, we have those things, but we have to manage those things right. and, and be aware uh, that those things at most times can be can be lies and it can be the devil trying to keep you away from what you're actually supposed to be doing. And I just I just growing stronger in my faith um, and exercising that due to my experiences in life, you know, from losing my losing my football career. I say I lost it because I it, it was my, my time wasn't, you know. In my mind, my time wasn't up. You know, I, I had right. I had years left in my in my body, but but God had a different you know He had a different plan for me. He had a different direction that He wanted me to go. And when I stopped fighting that direction and I, and I stopped trying to hold on to what was and I and I moved towards what what currently is and what can be, like 
things started to fall in line, you know, and with that, my faith grew, my belief has grown. Um, and I've come out of that, you know, a, a stronger, more confident individual. And it's not confidence necessarily in me, but it's confidence in the higher power. Wow. Now that's amazing, man. I think, um, it shows, I think looking at what you've done over the years, uh, building a fight for life, um, at the, at the fundraisers every year. Right. <laughs> right. And, and just keep on getting at it. And, and people laugh, right? Cause sometimes you're doing a fundraiser for these foundations and, <laughs> and there's 10, 15, 20 people and you raise 10,000, 15, 8,000, 2,000. And it's just like people are like, why, why, do, why is he doing that? And it's just like, I'm passionate about serving people. Yes. I'm passionate about giving back. And, you know, to me, the dollars and cents may not be, you know, why, why I'm doing this thing. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, people like you, um, really makes the world better because you're using your Appreciate time, that. talent, and treasures to to not only succeed for yourself and your family, but you're also showing other people how to get that done. So um, nothing but love, nothing but respect from that. Um, last question. Talk to this a, a little about this. Um, the podcast is called Success Leads Clues. And the reason I started the podcast was because I would get so many people reach out to me as just like you, um, wanting to be on other people's shows, wanting mm-hmm. to, uh, me to be a mentor to them, wanting me to give them time. And unfortunately, um, just with all of our other commitments, with our family and everything else, I just didn't have the time to do mm-hmm. it. So I figured being on this type of platform, I could really you speak. Can reach. Yeah, <laughs> I could speak in people. This scales. This is reach. Right? So, I mean, the message that you shared today, I mean, there's a lot of people that's in your situation that's going to grow and learn from that. There's a lot of clues that you that you kind of shared already with us. But our last question is always asking our guests, like, what, what, what clue do you kind of live your life by? Like, what's something that you've learned or saw someone else successful do? What what, what do you emulate? So how, how does your mind, um, you know, work in that, in that arena? So my, my philosophy um, on, on success, there's, there's a process to it. And the process is uh, relationships is first and foremost, mm. relationship with yourself, relationship with others, relationships with things, having them in the proper place. Relationships connect you to information, information uh, connects you to get information, provides options. When you have options, you have to have the ability to make a responsible decision. When you make responsible decisions, you find yourself with more opportunities. And when we continue to have opportunities, we only have those opportunities because of our habits. Um, So I feel that relationships, information, options, the ability to make a responsible decision leads to opportunities. Habits creates a process that will lead you to success every time. Wow. Now that's amazing. It's the process. You got to, you got to, we learned that that's sports. <laughs> it, it, you you got to fall in love with the process, right? You got to believe in the process. Um, and I think that nine times the process works. And so many people like uh, in the restaurant industry, um, you know, we, we have cakes and cakes. You need flour, eggs, mm-hmm. milk, right. Um, and, and everything sugar. Right. But if you try to leave out, the flour, if you try to leave out the <laughs> eggs, right? If you try to no, no shortcuts, right? If you if, if you try to bake something for twenty minutes, it meant to be for forty minutes, right? Or it, it's not going to work. Yep, the process doesn't work like that. That's why they have ingredients, right? There's a lot of successful companies that just tell you the ingredients and what the cook times are, and it, and it's the same for life. It's a yep. process. Those relationships manage it, get you to that information, get you to those habits, and if you do all those things, you'll have a successful life. That's right. That's what I believe. 
Man, that's awesome, man. Well, Marlon Jackson, man, appreciate, appreciate you. you. Nah, thanks for being on, man. Success leaves clues. If you like us, please share it with your friends. Also, um, like us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share and subscribe. Uh, please subscribe to us so you can get more information. And we're going to have an email list here shortly. And you can find that information on my website, GaryBreck.com. I love you all. And like I always say, hope you all make it. Peace out.